Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. Welcome back. Talking to Joth Riggs, assistant director, feature film director. Let's start again with another uh, part of the conversations right now. You work hard, long days, etc. It comes with the, the industry and the role that you play. Talk about your family a little bit. You, wife, children. Do they, you know, do they understand uh, what it is you do? What's that like? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a that's a that's a very important thing in my life. Um, I mentioned my girlfriend back when I was in college. We're married today, and in fact, this is our thirtieth year of our thirtieth anniversary this year. Um, so she's been around for my entire film career, and so she, you know, she understands the nature of it, the the freelance work, the yeah, the long hours, and so on. Um, and we have two kids. Um, I have two daughters. Um, they are now grown. They're now in their twenties, but obviously they've, you know, grown up in this environment somewhat. Now I did, I worked for the, for the studios for many years. Um, when my kids were young, there was a period where I stepped away and took a break for a couple of years. Um, I, I just realized that I wasn't around for my kids. There was actually a, a moment where my youngest at the time, who was two years old, um, she hid from me. She ran and hid behind mom one morning when I woke up on a Saturday, having not seen her for the whole week. And it broke my heart. And it just kind of made me recognize these hours are taking a toll on my relationship with my kids, among other things. Um, and then as I went back to work the following Monday, I started noticing with new eyes, all the broken families among the crew. You know, this guy's divorced and this guy's estranged from his kids. This guy's kids are in rehab, you know, and I'm like, oh boy, you know, there's some wreckage here. And, and then in, and then in general, just sort of a, a lot of the content that we were involved in producing and, and I just started to see it different. And I decided to just take a little break from it and sort of breathe some fresh air. And, um, and I ended up, deciding not to go back at one point just because once I was back in home and around my kids and taking them to school and all that, I said, well, I can't just, I can't just do this for two weeks. I have to find a way to be around for them, you know, as they grow up. Um, so I started doing independent video productions, just, you know, commercials and corporate videos and weddings and stuff that I could do from home and I can control my schedule so I did that for a couple of years, all during my kids' um, elementary school years, and um, it was a blessing. I was I was around. I took them to ballet and swim lessons, and picked them up from school and all of that. And um, and then it wasn't until they were grown and in high school um, that I got a call to do a faith based film. And I I had been out of the game for a few years and and um, didn't really think about it. And then they said, well, let me tell you about it. And it was actually a, a bit of a missions oriented film. And I said, oh yeah, let's, you know, that, that sounds like a great cause. Let's do that. And when I did it, 
So I was back on set and uh, first time I'd been on a faith-based film. I mean, that wasn't, hadn't really been a thing, you know, uh, this was in the early two thousands, you know, they, they weren't really out there. And I thought, wow, um, this is a great thing to be a part of. And then I also recognized that so many of the crew members had no experience. And I thought, well, I have something to, to offer, something to bring to the table. So I decided that I would just do the occasional faith-based film um, and uh, and sort of threw my hat in the ring and really just kind of took off from there because of my background and, and my resume. And so, um, I, I mean, I've probably done, I don't know, 30 or so faith-based wow. films since Wow, then. that's a lot. Yeah, well, now my kids are older and, you know, we're, we're used to it, so... Um, but I mean, yes, I'm I'm gone for, you know, six eight weeks sometimes. But then I'm I'm home, you know, for six eight weeks or yeah. more. Yeah. So it's a it's a bit of a trade off, and yeah, we've we've gotten used to it. Now, as we are uh, recording our time and uh, this conversation uh, talk with Joth, uh, I believe now. Tell me if I'm wrong. You worked on the Jesus Revolution film. I. Yeah, well, I worked on the L.A. unit. Uh, most of it was shot in Alabama. Okay. Uh, um, Jason Stafford was is there the first AD on the first unit, but uh, I helped him out with the big festival stuff in L.A. Gotcha, gotcha. And that so, is yeah. that's that's done very well at the box office. Now, that's not the most important thing. I yeah. mean, but you do want to pay the bills and make sure. But it's also was a surprise to the industry. Yeah. And uh, one of the Irwin, Irwin brothers, I believe, directed it, did a great job. And I'm a, a great lover yep. of Greg Laurie. He's sort of our our pastor by distance because we watch him almost every Sunday in, in his church. That was a lot of fun. Was that fun to work on? It, it must have been. Yeah, it was great. Well, now it was a lot of work. I mean, you know, the, I worked, you know, the the big festival sequence, you know, where were there hundreds and hundreds of, uh, of people. Um, so it was, you know, very busy. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's rewarding. I, I love what I do. I love, um, I love being creative. I love making things happen. And, uh, especially for a great movie, you know, it was, it was a, it was a great time. Uh, and I've done lots of movies like that. It's, uh, I, I just wrapped another film for angel studios, um, makers of the chosen. And, uh, that was a, that's going to be a great one. It's coming out uh, probably in January called The Shift. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that one. Good, 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 good. Uh, we might have a mutual friend in Holly McClure. Uh, if that's Sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. What a great, great lady. But that's that. And she's been on our podcast a couple of seasons ago. And uh -huh. wonderful, wonderful lady. We're, we're finishing up our time with the very busy Joth uh, Riggs. Uh, who lives just down the road from the Kardashians. I'm just sure that I could probably pinpoint it somehow. <laughs> I just need, I just need a helicopter or I need Kylie Jenner's uh, private jet to just uh, to fly from Van, Van Nuys to Camarillo in 17 minutes. There's actually a, uh, <laughs> from my, from my generation, it was called hullabaloo, a real uh, climate. Yeah. Okay. Enough of that. Um, well, in, in our time that we have here, Joth, uh, veteran that you are, what are some, you know, we, 
a, a lot of people in America that listen, but of course, over 70 countries across the world. What are some words of wisdom that you would say? Maybe somebody that's aspiring uh, wants to come up. And maybe there's somebody that's, uh, secondly, that has been uh, disappointed. What what might you say to, to either one of them? Oh, uh, well, that's interesting, uh, the disappointment notion. Um, first of all, it, it's a very all-encompassing career. So you really have to be all in and you have to be you have to be willing to to sort of dive in and and give it your all um because it's also a very coveted career so frankly if you're not giving it a hundred percent well somebody else is and you're not going to last very long um and and so but be but given that it <clears throat> it is that it takes so much out of you if if you're not fully committed to it then it'll just it's going to chew you up and spit you out you know so it's interesting. I had I had a young person ask me about, you know, they were talking about wanting to go to film school. They were in high school. And I said, how many little films have you made, you know, with your friends you know, on your phone? And they said, none. I said, okay. Are, and and this is something you want to do with the rest of your life? You know, something you've never even done once. Um, and they actually thought about it and, and thought no, and ended up going to nursing school. And it was a whole different thing. But I just thought that was funny. I'm like, if you're not passionate enough to just want to do this, regardless of whether you get a paycheck, it's probably not the career for you because it'll just really take a toll on you. Um, so, I mean, that's the one thing. Now, that said, if, <clears throat> you know, like me, if I won the lottery, I wouldn't change a thing. I would still be out there making movies. So <clears throat> if that's you, then go for it. But you always have to be moving forward. You always have to be progressing like a shark. You know, a shark can't stay still or they'll drown, right? They have to have constant perpetual motion. You know, there's there's an interesting, um, there's a tunnel that leads to the airport in Boston, the Logan Airport. Uh, I think it's changed since I used to live there. I know they 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 did, but it used to be that they had about nine lanes of traffic that would all merge into two lanes in the tunnel. And it was a complete disaster. And it, you know, you had to be really aggressive or else it was going to take you hours to get through the tunnel. And I liken that to the film industry. There's only a couple of lanes that are going to get you in there, but there's a whole lot of lanes merging. So you know who always made it into the tunnel were the taxi drivers because they weren't taking no for an answer. Any little gap, they were going to get there and they were going to be getting through. And so you have to have that attitude if you really want to be successful as a career in the film industry. You've got to constantly push every button, knock on every door, and be prepared for all of the no's. You know, they say you get one yes for out of a hundred, uh, you know, times asking. So Go ahead and get the 99 no's taken care of. Just, you know, start asking, you know, for connections and meeting people and networking and, um, and, and, and just, just keep pushing forward. If it's what's meant to be, then it's going to happen, but it won't happen unless you're, you know, perpetually moving forward, which goes back to the other quote that I had earlier, which is know enough to know you don't know enough. Constantly be moving forward, growing and striving to be the best. And I say all this in a in a directing course that I have as well. Um, well you where, know, by, the, by the way, talk about that and how can they find that directing course? It's a really good one. Talk about that. 
Yeah, I have an online course. Uh, it's called Directing Your Movie from Script to Screen. The website is directingyourmovie.com. And it is a step-by-step nuts and bolts. This is how you direct a feature or, or a movie or even a short. Um, and what's unique about it is so many directing podcasts or uh, courses or even books are very 30,000 foot view, very much, uh, you know, film theory and so on. Um, I mean, I'll never forget. I watched the master class for, uh, I believe it's Werner Herzog, you know, who's an, an amazing director. And his biggest piece of advice was to read Icelandic poetry if you want to be a good director, <laughs> which I get it. it. You know, he's talking about tapping into your creative side. And I understand all that. But as a first time director, what's the first thing you do when you arrive on set? No clue. And reading Icelandic poetry isn't going to help you. So <laughs> in that case. So for me, it's. What's the first thing you do? What's the second thing you do? What's the third thing you do? And it breaks it down like an AD. I have an AD mindset. You know, it it completely um, allows a director to be fully prepared for what to expect and how to actually make a movie. Nuts and bolts. Directingyourmovie.com. Excellent. You know, they, they've said, I, I work for a group called um, Cohen Brown Motion Picture Company. It's obscure but it did wonderfully high-end uh, banking videos not not the teller stuff but you know vice president chairman of the board stuff right it was, a, it was a psychologist named marty cohen just looked like a little bit like burt Bacharach, a little bit but smaller okay, <laughs> okay. With, with really big hair it was really good hair though it looked great on camera marty cohen and he says, preparation allows, great preparation allows you to be spontaneous. Absolutely. And I thought, absolutely, that's yeah. brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. Well, and you know, in fact, that's another note regarding uh, indie films. It's, that's one thing I've come across a lot is they really don't prep enough. Um, yeah. The notion, I think, is we just want to get into production as soon as possible. You know, as if you're, as if everything, all the questions are going to get answered once you start rolling cameras. Well, that's all well and good, but at that stage, it's very expensive to fix problems that arise, and they're inevitable. So you've really got to invest the time in the prep. Don't shortcut that, because the problems just get compounded when you're on set. You've got an actor in front of the camera. You've got cameras rolling. You've got sixty people behind the camera. And then you come across a problem that you didn't think through well enough ahead of time. Yeah. That's now a problem with a whole lot of people on payroll. Um, so don't shortchange your prep time. I've That's the been... cheapest part of the process aside from the writing of it. Amen, brother. Hallelujah. I have preached it to the sky <laughs> and I've, I've been with clients and I said, don't go cheap on pre-production. Pre-production and planning yeah. is the, the least, not, not cheapest, the least expensive yeah. part of a project and will pay dividends later because yeah. pre-production will make you, the planning and the preparation will save you money in production. And if they, if they understand it, their eyes are, eyes are like lighting up. Yes. If they don't, they go, why would we want to spend money mm -hmm. on that? Right. Yeah. Well, it's like building a skyscraper without a fully developed blueprint. 
Yeah. You know, well, yeah, trust me, as you start building it, you're going to come across problems and it's going to be very costly to fix them at that stage. Yeah. But if you do it in the planning phases, it's yeah, less expensive and uh, will allow for a smooth running film set. There you go. Excellent. Josh, thank yeah. you so, so much for being with us. And I'm awesome. glad we went a little longer than uh, than planned. We might get uh, for sure three episodes out of this, maybe four it's like in the last hour uh, of these episodes together, uh, you've given us, uh, I'm not, I don't want to say crash course. That sounds, that sounds like night of the Sicario with guns, but we need, and I'll go, I'll go find a missionary lady where I can find her. Okay. Let's cast those cast that lady. Okay. It will, it will not be Nastasha Henstridge. She's too pretty for that. Okay. She doesn't look anything like uh, sister Teresa. Oh, no, enough of that stuff, but thank you so much for the great wisdom and conversation yeah. and a few laughs along the way. And, and uh, it's it's been a pure joy. Thank you, Joth, for being part of our uh, awesome and podcast. Yeah, thanks so much, Craig, for having me. It's a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. You've been listening to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast with Craig D. Forrest, brought to you by Matchstick Media International, dedicated to excellence in media through inspiration, vision, and education. To learn more, visit us on the web at matchstickmedia.org. That's matchstickmedia.org. Your generous donations, large or small, help defray costs for producing this creative podcast. Thanks for listening and subscribing.